As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning. It's time for the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com with Kern County's most listened to realtor and the host of our show, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide and our KNZR expert, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy, and puts more money in your pocket. Just Google the McCarty Group, that's M-C-C-A-R-T-Y, or call 661-665-SOLD, that's 661-665-7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. So let them make you their next success story. And a big good morning to you, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning? I am doing really good. One complaint I have, though. Oh. It's it'll be nice in the morning, then it's hot, crazy hot. I know. But then we come to the office in the studio and it's freezing. No kidding. My <laughs> office is the same <laughs> way. I actually have to go outside to warm up. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Yeah, the same way. Or well now I bring like a down jacket to keep warm <laughs> in between. It's okay, like, that's a little excessive. It's like crazy though, but how's your weekend going so far? Oh, my weekend's been great. You know, I always look forward to Saturday mornings here at the station. I talk with uh, one of my favorite people, and about oh. one of my favorite subjects, real estate. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm looking forward to talking to our guests today as well. What about you? You got any big plans after the show? Uh, I'm thinking stay indoors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. Yes, yes. Or or hit the pool, too. Right. My poor kid, we've been hitting the pool, and it's like, oh, my neck hurts. Yeah, you got a sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure we put sunscreen on, so Absolutely. don't forget that. is a key that. this time of the year. <laughs> yes, and so I see we have a guest on the roster today. Who are we speaking with, and what's today's topic? So our guest this morning is going to be James Stallworth, who's the CEO uh, and co-founder of uh, Brownstone Shared Housing. He and his partner, Christina Lemmings, have come up with a creative solution to the affordable housing crisis that we're currently facing. And really, I got to tell you, I've never heard of anything quite like it. Um, And they're going to have a location right here in Bakersfield. So I can't wait to pick his brains. Uh, But before I do, um, as always, I have a real estate news update for everyone out there. So, you know, I just mentioned that we're facing an affordable housing crisis, both when it comes to rentals and to purchasers. Um, And it's not just here locally either. It's a big issue that's facing the entire nation. Yeah, my jaw drops every time I see or hear the cost of renting an apartment or purchasing a home. Mm-hmm. Everything is getting more expensive, and housing isn't an exception. You're right. Um, President Joe Biden's administration seems to think that they have a solution, and uh, they're taking steps to spur more affordable housing. 
they're also hoping to close the U.S. housing supply gap in just five years. <laughs> How are they planning to accomplish all of this? <laughs> well, uh, they're going to increase the federal assistance to help finance and produce more factory-built homes. This includes hmm. mobile homes. So Freddie Mac announced recently that it's exploring purchasing chattel loans on which the majority of homeowners who buy manufactured homes rely rather than traditional mortgages. And also the Federal Housing Financing Agency committed to work with lenders to begin a pilot program to offer financing for the construction and renovation of accessory dwelling units or ADUs, which are typically cheaper than traditional homes. So this housing is going to include garage apartments, backyard homes, and in-law suites. Huh. So, Lori, do you think mobile homes are the solution? Adelaide, I'm really not sure if mobile homes are really the solution. Uh, the Biden administration, uh, though, is also ramping up some financial incentives for jurisdictions that allow greater housing density in zoning and land use policy. So the Department of Transportation prioritized density and rural Main Street revitalization this year in their um, three grant packages that totaled $6 billion. So to jumpstart construction, Fannie Mae is also exploring expanding its loan offerings to developers to finance the construction of multifamily housing in a single closing loan that would then serve as a permanent mortgage. Hmm. I also heard something about incentives on foreclosures for owner-occupants, too. What's uh, What was that all about? Well, the Federal Housing Administration, or the FHA, is now going to make foreclosed real estate-owned properties available to owner-occupants and nonprofits for 30 days prior to opening them up to all bidders. Their thought process is if we make them available to owner-occupants before investors or to nonprofits, then hopefully we can ease the affordable housing um, issue. Uh, the Department of Housing and Urban Development has also taken similar steps for the vacant property that it holds. Hmm. So how does this help with affordable housing? Well, the thought is that it gives buyers who aren't investors and who will actually be living in the property the opportunity to purchase the home before an investor who typically has more money than them um, to scoop it up. Hmm. You're also seeing this type of owner-occupant first policy in the financing industry as interest rates on investment loans skyrockets far faster than those for your primary residence or the home that you live in. Um, again, the thought process is if we make it more costly for investors, then perhaps those who want to own or occupy the home, particularly first-time buyers, might have more opportunity to actually purchase um, because they're hoping to limit the competition um, by employing some of these practices. Hey, I see that it's almost time to introduce our guest, but um, before we do, let's take a short break. All right. Sounds like a plan. Great. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute after this short break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. 
And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch, request an in-person tour, find out the value of your home, and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Ranked number eight in North America for Coldwell Banker last year and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's Top 100 Agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations, so let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR, 1560 a.m., 97.7 FM. Now that's smart. And we're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And Lori, before we introduce today's guest, can you answer this question we recently received on social media? Mm -hmm. Now, the person wrote in saying they want to sell their home and get out of California, but (laughs) they're not sure how to find someone as knowledgeable and experienced as you in the place they want to move to. Is that something you can help them with? I mean, would you be willing to help them buy a place wherever they're moving to? You know, Adelaide, that's a great question and one that I hear a lot. So my advice to those fed-up Californians is to give our office a call. We can absolutely help them. Oh, so you can help them buy in their new destination? Well, yes and no. Let me explain. So currently, we're only licensed in the state of California, and I strongly believe in utilizing a realtor who is extremely knowledgeable in the area where you're purchasing. So physically, no, we wouldn't be able to help them in that way. Mm. But we have something better. I spend a great deal of time networking with the top agents across the country and the state for that matter. These are agents like myself who have achieved a high level of proficiency and recognition for the work they do in their communities. Ones who are dedicated knowledgeable, and who put the interest of their client above all else. So as a result, we're delighted to connect our clients here with those top agents wherever they're moving to. Hmm. Now, are all those Coldwell Banker agents? Oh, no. You see, I learned a long time ago, companies don't sell homes, agents do. Hmm. So I refer our clients to the best agent in the area, regardless of the company they work for. I want them to have the same five-star experience that they'd have if they were working with the McCarty Group. And best part of all, our staff coordinates the closing between your home here and the one in your new location. And we monitor timelines so that the process is as smooth and seamless as possible while keeping you informed the entire way. You know, at the McCarty Group, we want to do all the heavy lifting for you so that you can be excited and enjoy this new phase of your journey. 
So if that's your goal, call us at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And let us help you begin that transition out of Kern County. What a fantastic way to help your clients and to bring value to them. Thanks so much, Adelaide. That's, that's always our goal. Now, without further ado, I'm honored and privileged to introduce our guest today, James Stallworth, CEO and co-founder of Brownstone Shared Housing. Good morning, James. How are you doing? Hi, good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us today. Um, yeah, no problem. So help us get to know you and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Brownstone Shared Housing. I grew up in California, been here all my life, and wanted to do something about um, all of the housing issues that we have, just do something that can address an issue that I had when I was graduating college. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, so give us a brief overview of uh, Brownstone Shared Housing. What is it exactly? Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so essentially what we do is we transform regular homes into shared living arrangements um, and make it so much more people can share a home rather than renting to one or two people at a time. Okay. And the way that we do that is through these sleeping pods that we've designed. And um, that's what allows us to place these, you know, three or four sets of these sleeping pods in a room. Um, in Bakersfield, we have six people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's basically it. Okay. So what inspired you and is it Christine? Um, Christina, yeah. Yeah. What inspired you guys to, to found Brownstone Shared Housing? Well, we both had our own journeys with housing insecurity when we were just young people graduating college. Mm-hmm. For me, I was finishing up at Stanford, and um, I took longer than four years to graduate. And so I still had financial aid that paid for the tuition to right. finish up, but they didn't have any room for me for housing. Of course. They only they only planned for four years. Mm-hmm. So I had to finish up school, but I had nowhere to live. And Palo Alto is one of the most expensive places on the planet. Absolutely. For, yeah, for housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to go find a place, and it was impossible. And so my whole journey of looking for a place is kind of what planted the seed. And Christina had a similar story uh, where she was finishing up uh, her school and the person she was staying with said, oh, you have to move out now. Oh, uh, no. I, yeah, because her grandson wanted to move back home. And so Christina had been renting this extra room. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she had this hard deadline to move out and she couldn't find a place. Oh, and wow. Yeah, so she was thinking about living in her car or a storage shed or anywhere. Um, and we're both lucky that we had friends that we could kind of couch surf to fill the gap. Right. But, but everybody who's couch surf knows that that's not an ideal situation and it's not a stable situation either. 
Right. That's not an ideal situation for either party. No, it really isn't. Um, so, so I understand the need for shared housing in Palo Alto. I mean, <laughs> makes complete sense with that being such a pricey uh, part of the Bay Area. Um, I'm curious, what led you to Bakersfield? I mean, I, yes, I, I know that our prices have gone up, but um, it, it kind of surprised me to learn that you uh, have a, a location here in Bakersfield. Yeah, so we actually moved to Bakersfield during the pandemic. Okay. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's where we started the company, actually, and put oh. the pods and everything. Okay. All yeah. right. But, uh, of course, if um, if it didn't make sense to do it, we would have just rented out our house conventionally or just stayed in the house. Mm-hmm. So Bakersfield actually has a lot of housing needs beyond price. Price is just a number, but uh, just the sheer lack of available places to live in Bakersfield. We saw a need to create more places where people can stay. Fantastic. Um, I think I've seen articles in the Californian about less than 1% vacancy uh, for apartments. And so we knew, okay, it could work here as well. And that kind of shows just how big this housing problem we have in California is because, yes, Palo Alto, but also Bakersfield has similar problems. Absolutely. And were you saying earlier that um, you'll have six people living in the Bakersfield location? Yes, yes. We we actually have six people there. Um, three have moved in, and the other three are moving in after June 1st. All right. And how much is the rent going to be for each of them? We're charging $500 a month. Okay. Fantastic. Um, And so for $500 a month, they'll have what you call a a sleeping pod, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then a room that they share with others. Um, So tell us about these sleeping pods. What do they look like? Help us visualize what that is going to be. Yeah, it's interesting, especially if you've never seen capsule hotels in Asia. Uh-huh. Um, so in, in Japan in particular, they have these capsule hotels, which are just wooden bunk beds, essentially, that have a privacy curtain that you can rent for a night or two. And those are smaller. And so what we've made is basically a much larger version of a a capsule hotel okay. so that it could be more comfortable for a long-term stay. Okay. And how large are the uh, the sleeping pods? So it's a bit, a little bit wider than a twin bed okay. um, and a little bit longer, and it's four feet tall. Okay. And so, be- yeah, because they're four feet tall, that really allows you to have more volume in there so it doesn't feel claustrophobic at all. Right. And and I have an advantage over our listeners because I've actually looked online at the pods and I think you've done a phenomenal job with the wood walls uh, to create kind of a homey environment. Um, and um, now with this $500 a month, what... Um, what does that include? Does, are utilities separate or are utilities included in that? 
It includes everything. So you get utilities and internet um, and, of course, rent, all included in that $500. Okay, great. Um, so, you know, being a girl who has a lot of stuff, um, <laughs> I have to ask, <laughs> um, where do people store all of their stuff? Yeah, that's been a lesson for us because Christina and I are both kind of minimalist. Uh-huh. Um, and so we thought, oh, people only need a certain amount of space. But uh, so there's more space in Bakersfield than our Palo Alto house. Okay. We created a room dedicated for storage. Oh. And yeah, so the key is we label everything now. So each pod has a label. Mm-hmm. And it corresponds to a, a certain amount of storage space. So it's very clear which closets are yours and which areas. Um, everyone gets their own storage rack. It's six feet tall, has five shelves. So there should be plenty of storage space. Great. Um, that's wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. So in thinking about who might be a good fit for um Brownstone shared housing. Is there, is there anyone who wouldn't be a good fit? Yeah. So we created this to provide housing for people who they need housing for a certain reason, whether they're working or finishing up school. Um, and so it's not, it's not necessarily, it's definitely not like a homeless shelter, for example. Right. So there are people with needs that, quite frankly, we're not equipped to handle, such as substance abuse and just general uh, issues. And then, of course, um, certain criminal histories, especially sex offense, mm-hmm. it's not appropriate um, for them to be living in the house. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I would also imagine that, you know, someone who has an awful lot of stuff, um, they would <laughs> either need to pare that down or, um, you know, perhaps find someplace else, right? Right, and and hopefully it's priced where if, if you are going through a tough time, like a divorce or something, and yeah, you might have a lot of stuff, but hopefully we're priced where it wouldn't be that big a deal to get a U-Haul storage or something. Exactly. I see this as being a, a fantastic option for, um, you know, students. Um, mm-hmm for young adults who uh, need to move out on their own, or as you said, you know, maybe for someone who's needing to downsize, who maybe is going through a divorce, who is, you know, just trying to perhaps save up some money to eventually buy a home, right? right. Because yeah. $500 a month is um, fractional compared to what rent prices are um, here in Bakersfield. Um, so, mm-hmm. so tell me, James, what about pets? Um, is Brownstone Shared Housing pet friendly? It is not. Uh, okay. And that's mostly just out of the practicality of, imagine, 
six dogs in one house or more. <laughs> I know people like that. <laughs> Absolutely. And and that's, I anticipated that that would be the answer, but I just wanted to clarify. Um, yeah, it's good to get that out there. So maybe we get less applications asking, oh, can I bring my German shepherd? <laughs> <laughs> he's good with people. So. Absolutely. Really, he's a friendly guy. <laughs> yeah, he's friendly. <laughs> He'll just lick you to death. No problem. Mm. Um, so... Now, I would also imagine that when you're pairing people up to be, you know, bunkmates or podmates, I imagine that's probably the more accurate term, um, (laughs) that there's some sort of process that happens behind the scenes. Um, How do you ensure that that all of these tenants, you know, six people in one house that are not related, how do you make sure that they're going to also make good roommates? Is there a process you go through? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a an application process, and mm-hmm. of course, we do the background screening to see, um, you know, any sort of criminal record. But other than that, I'd say the most important factor is we ask everyone to tell us a story as part of the application, uh-huh. and you can really tell about someone's level of patience and how well they'll get along with other people just from their willingness to tell you a story. Hmm. Very interesting. What type of story do you ask them to tell? We leave it open-ended on purpose so that we can kind of get a sense of their personality. Okay. Hmm. Very, very interesting. I like that. I might I, have to use that in the future. Yeah, what's some good <laughs> stories? I mean, what would be like, oh, this this person's perfect? See, it, it's more just how they tell it, right? Because you can tell the same thing like for me. I'm a CEO of a company from California. You can just give almost no details, or you can kind of elaborate. And even if you're just telling your story the way that you tell it, the enthusiasm or just what you choose to share or not share in details, you can kind of get a good sense. So really anything. We've had people write poems, and that was great. Uh, yeah, pretty much anything could be a good story. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm interviewing this person or I'm screening them. Okay, tell me a story. Now, if this story goes on 12, 15, 20 minutes, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I'm going to have to avoid this person if they're moving in because <laughs> that kind of time. Exactly. You can tell by how short or long. We got a talker. But that's good that they're friendly, though, too. I, I feel like that would capture that, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, James, this has been a great introduction uh, to Brownstone uh, Shared Housing, um, and I think this is a great place for us to take a short break. But before we do that, um, tell everyone how they can reach you. Yeah, so the best way is to go on our website. That's brownstone.live, L-I-V-E, and you can apply or contact us there. All right, super. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back. on missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. 
I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. Listening to KNZR 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. And this morning, we're talking with James Stallworth, CEO and co-founder of Brownstone Shared Housing. Before the break, Lori was asking you how you pair roommates. So let's say there's trouble brewing in paradise and bunkmates aren't getting along. Have you had this happen and how do you handle it? Yeah, we've had that happen in Palo Alto. And that was definitely a learning experience. But in general, what we try to do is we tell the residents to avoid directly confronting their roommate and to just email us and then we'll talk and act kind of as mediators. Mm. And so we haven't had any sort of extreme situations, but just exactly what you're saying, personality clashes um, and we handled it kind of as a mediator. And we're definitely um, getting better at selecting people's personalities to Mm. fit together in the house. Is there is there a is there a timeout area? <laughs> no, nothing like that. <laughs> well, if if it were that extreme, we would definitely ask someone to find somewhere else to live. It sounds um, like a reality show in the making. <laughs> it could very easily be right. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. And uh, James, we did want to ask you: how, how do we get in touch with you in case someone is listening and is interested in this? Yeah, you can go to our website. It's brownstone.live, so .live, and that's where you could contact us or apply for a spot. Okay, so uh, kind of piggybacking on on some of what Adelaide is saying, uh, and one of the questions I actually meant to ask before the break uh, was about the lease term length. because I see this as a great short-term option for someone that's trying to save money uh, quickly so that they can purchase a home or maybe someone who is in between housing um, or, as we talked about, you know, for a student. Um, so what sort of uh, leaps options uh, do you have? Is it month to month? Are they signing one-year leases? Is there, you know, tell us, what, what do you do? It was really important for us for it to be flexible, okay. but also, of course, to follow the laws. So 
short-term, less than 30 days is not an option. Right. But um, that's why we do month-to-month. Okay. And the way, the way that it works is you sign the month-to-month agreement, and you just have to give us two weeks' notice when you're moving out. Okay. And that's worked really well for all different sorts of people so far. That's great. So now, um, when we circle back to Adelaide's question about uh, potential problems uh, in paradise here, are there rules for your tenants, like quiet hours or guest policy or um, maybe you have rules regarding cleaning the common areas or do you provide maid service for that common area? So the basic rule is to respect other people. That's a great and rule. That, yeah, that could go a long way. For example, if you respect other people, you'd clean up after yourself when you make a mess. Right. And if you do that, then it doesn't matter how many people are in the house. The house will be relatively clean. Mm-hmm. And we, we do provide a monthly professional cleaning. That's where we would hire a maid service to come in and clean the house just to make sure. Cause People might clean up after themselves, but they're probably not going to clean the baseboards of the house or anything mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Um, so, um, and other than that, for rules, we couldn't possibly make enough rules to account for everything <laughs> that someone might do. So we, yeah. So we do have basic rules like clean up after yourself, and everyone should. So we don't buy toilet paper and all of that for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just the basic rules of, okay, get enough for what you're planning on using for the month um, ahead of time when you're at the store. Um, but no, we don't have a long list of rules because that basic respect everyone is guides how people should act in the house. It does, and I, I think that's a really, gosh, wouldn't it be great if all of society would operate under that yeah. basic tenet. We should use that every day. We should. Everywhere. We yes. should. Oh, yeah. I mean, we would eliminate so many problems in the world if we right. just respected one another. Absolutely. Free. I love that, James. That's awesome. I, yeah. I might have to just put that up on the wall in my office. <laughs> yes. Thank yeah, you. That's great. Um, so when um, you have the the housekeeping service come in once a month are they just cleaning the common areas i imagine not the individual pods right yeah i wish they would clean the individual pods. (laughs) 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 uh, they would clean the pod if it was empty make sure it's ready for another person but yes in general they're cleaning the common areas and making sure everything is hygienic and in order okay fantastic and so with with so many tenants under one roof, almost like a college dorm in, in many ways, um, do you find as a manager that that you have to be more hands-on to make sure that everything runs smoothly? Or are people fairly self-managed? People are self-managed. What we found is so we lived in the Palo Alto house for the first five and a half months to make sure everything was going well, mm-hmm. and to make sure that we weren't making a product that was bad for people. Right. Um, and what we found is people kind of would rely on us at first. Uh, perfect example, uh, one of the first residents who moved in was really nice, and I happened to be standing 
by the refrigerator next to the garbage can. And because I was there, she came up and was holding a, an old slice of cake that she had and was going to throw away. And she said, oh, am I supposed to throw this in here in the trash can? And I'm thinking, of course. But it's, it's just like, of course, and if I weren't there, she would have done it. Right. Um, but and they wanted they were expecting things like, oh, are you going to buy all of the toilet paper and hand soap whenever we run out? And once we moved out, people kind of developed a lot more independence because mm-hmm. we weren't there to do all of those things. And I think the house worked just as well without us. And so, yeah, our goal is for everyone to be relatively independent, and it's working so far. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Um, so share with us some of the perks of living in the brownstone shared housing? Because I imagine it's more than just saving money and having an affordable place to live. I would, I would, I would assume that there's a, a larger sense of community, of, of making friends, right? Yeah, there is. And, and before I get into that, just beyond just having a place to live, the location is really important, too. Okay. Because... Oftentimes, people can afford to live. Like in the case of Bakersfield, you could always live way out in any of the cities around. You'll find something if you have to drive 30 or 45 minutes to get to work. But um, And Palo Alto is the same way, but there's something special about kind of getting your life back and living in that community that you're contributing to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on top of that, yes, the community within the house. I've seen people who I can promise you never would have become friends, never would have met or even spoken a word together to each other because they might be from a different country or just different backgrounds. And they've become just instant friends and lifelong friends. They talk about, oh, when this person gets married, I'll be at the wedding and I'll give a speech about how we met in the pods. (laughs) And... It's very a very special thing to see because I think a lot of times, even if you can afford your own, let's say, studio apartment, you're kind of lonely and it's difficult to make friends, especially as an adult. Right. And so I've seen that as well. That's great. Um, so now here's another question that just popped into my head. Um, who provides the furnishings for the shared space, like the living room, the dining room, the kitchen, pots and pans, that kind of stuff? Yeah, we provide all of that. So it's all furnished and ready for the first person to move in. Okay. And, of if, if course, if people want their own really specialized equipment, they could always bring it with them or buy it themselves. Okay. But we provide pretty much everything in the kitchen that you would need, the basics plates and pots and pans, things like that. And then furniture, we wanted the place to look nice. Often when people are just moving in somewhere for a little bit, they get cheap furniture. Uh And and cheap, I'm not talking about price, just in general, just whatever they could find at Walmart. It might not be as sturdy or might not look that great, but they just need a couch. And we wanted to have a place that feels as if it's your home that you set up um, without you having to do all of that work. Right, right. 
I, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, and I think it also um, piggybacks on that respect thing because mm-hmm. if you feel like you have nice surroundings, I think it's you are just instinctively inclined to respect that furniture and to respect those around you mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, um, back to the the sleeping pods. Um, so if I remember correctly, don't you have in that space a like a fold-down shelf and uh, a hanging bar for clothes and that sort of thing? Yeah, we have a hanging bar for clothes, a mirror, and your own temperature control, so fans um, linked to, you can set the temperature, uh, and a place where you can plug in your charger to charge your computer. It's funny that you mentioned the fold-down shelf. We actually didn't add that in in the Bakersfield house. Oh, you didn't? (laughs) And it's a funny reason why we didn't. Okay. Um, (laughs) Share that with us. We... We originally put these shelves that fold up and down uh, into the pods, so we thought, oh, people would be working in there. Mm-hmm. We so two things. We actually found that people don't necessarily work inside of the pods. <laughs> They're, uh, for, I think, just because you're sleeping in there, and then if you work in there, you're just in there all day. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. and people like to get outside. We have outdoor space that people can sit in, and, of course, we set up the house. It's not just pods in every room. Right. So, okay. so like people like to enjoy the rest of the house. So it's not that used. And then the funny thing is that we, so we sleep in the pods ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> sometimes at night you can hear people. If you move in your sleep, like you can hear people hitting the oh, shelf. I was, <laughs> I was just as you were talking about it. I was thinking, oh, I bet you hit it. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. funny story. A guy lost his eye. <laughs> oh no, well, not a funny story. We placed it where it won't hurt you. When okay, you hit it. okay. Fortunately, but, but yeah, you'll be. It was funny. You'll be eleven p.m. and ow. You'll hear the bump. <laughs> yes, and then uh, you just hear. <laughs> I was and I was thinking too. If it folds down, James, I was thinking like, what if you get stuck? Ah, help! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't basically you know classic business uh, trial and error. Right, it was not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Makes perfect sense. So here's another question: with um, like here in Bakersfield, six people living under one roof, um, all of them independent. Um, I could see that parking might get tricky. Do you have any limitations on the number of vehicles that a tenant can have? And um, have you had any issues with um, parking wars? Have you had to be crumb up with some creative solutions for, for parking? No, I, I think parking is really important because our goal our whole goal for this, right, Rep, because we don't come in, we don't do any sort of renovation to the home. Oh. Our whole goal for this is to be very minimal. It's essentially just adding furniture. The pods, okay. we consider them furniture. They're not okay. built into the wall or anything mm-hmm. like that. They're movable if you wanted to. Um, and so that we take that practice for the entire house and the whole neighborhood as well. So 
Um, we only put as many people in the house as we can see fitting within the parking existing at the house. So okay. the house has a big driveway to fit three cars easily, and then along the street could easily fit three more. Um, and we haven't had an issue with people having multiple vehicles. And if we do, then that would definitely be a conversation as well. But currently we haven't put in a vehicle limit because, you know, some people do ride bicycles or public Ah, transportation. Absolutely. So it tends to balance itself out. But Bakersfield is kind of an experiment in that sense. Because, of course, Palo Alto has a lot better biking infrastructure than Bakersfield. Um, So a lot of people in Palo Alto bike. And Bakersfield will see if people have multiple vehicles. So to give people a sense of um, of space, um, how large is the Bakersfield home? Yeah, it's about a 1,400-square-foot home. Okay. All right. Uh, Three-bedroom, two-bath. And, of course, we've taken the bedrooms and turned them into just different spaces. There's that storage room I talked to you about. Mm -hmm. And then also there's a room that's kind of a lounge where people can sit. There's a TV in there. And and then, of course, a nice, spacious living room and a kitchen. So it's it's a decent-sized house. It sure is. Where are the pods at? So the pods are in one of the bedrooms. Okay, okay. Uh, And so the reason we did this is so if you think about it, if you just take uh, something that I've seen that I really don't like are when people just take bunk beds or single beds and put them together in the same room. Right. And mm. there's no privacy in that. Right. And also, and also what you end up doing is you take up the whole house with beds. We could have put two beds, let's say two single beds next to each other in each of the three rooms. Mm. Then where, where do we put the storage? Where do we put the, the lounge area? Um, and all the different things we do with the space. So the pods basically allow us to put everyone in one room with the privacy of the walls uh, of the pod and then you have your privacy curtain and then do more creative things with the rest of the house to accommodate everyone. Great. So, excuse me, question, was there any special permitting or zoning required to have six individual tenants? I wouldn't imagine that there was, was there? No, so that's what that's what's great about well California in general, but just there's no limit on the number of people you can put in a house. Mm-hmm. It's it's just about and especially with the pods being just furniture, we're not converting the house. Right. Um, uh-huh. So we're just renting to people a furnished home, mm-hmm. and um, that's how we view it, and we haven't had any trouble with that so far. So there's no actual legal limit on how many people can be, how many pods you can have and how many people, huh? No. No, there's no hard number. And that makes sense, right? Because there's no one telling you how many people can be in your family. Mm. Um, (laughs) True. So so it's, uh, and it's also very difficult to set that limit. We set reasonable limits ourselves as far as thinking about how many people can park and you know, how much square footage does a person need? And we take all of that into consideration. Are, are the pods stackable? <laughs> as far as <laughs> having four? <laughs> uh, 
I I don't know if there's a ceiling high enough. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being but silly. In theory. <laughs> Um, and so I, I guess that that those are kind of interesting questions to me because I'm I'm wondering what are the key components that help you identify um, how many pods will fit in a home? Um, is it the parking? Is it um, the overall square footage of the home? Is it the bathrooms? I mean, how do you identify? This home um, that's, you know, 1,400 square feet will accommodate six pods uh, versus another home that might accommodate uh, eight or ten. Sure. And a lot of people would think that the bathroom is a major constraint, but it's actually not. If you think about it, when people are working or going to school, they're not spending that much time in the bathroom at Mm. home. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have 14 people in our Palo Alto house and the two bathrooms and have not had any issue whatsoever. Wow. So the, yeah. It's, you don't, we, we thought at the beginning, oh, well, we have to set up a schedule for the showers and everything. And uh-huh. it has not been a problem at all. Wow. Um, that's great to yeah. hear. I would not have thought that because I, I would have just assumed that, you know, 14 people trying to get ready in the morning to go to work, mm-hmm. et cetera, that two bathrooms would not accommodate. But I guess you do have people that are, are you know, evening bathers versus morning bathers and right. non-bathers. No, oh, wait, is that- not in a shared housing environment. Stop it, Adeline. Oops. <laughs> no, but in general, on top of that, you have um, everyone's on different schedules. So mm. someone might work a night shift or evening shift, and then someone might be a student, so they have class in the morning. And then it's just, it's, yeah, it hasn't been a problem at all. That's wonderful. That's really yeah. great. And so um, can you see an area or, or a time when you might have to make construction renovations um, to a property in order to accommodate um, more people to the property? Yeah, it would depend. We're we're always open to different ways of housing people. So if there was some sort of building that could house a lot of people and had a lot of parking, but it was set up for another purpose, then it might be worth it to go through that process of converting it to housing. But right now for us, it's just about addressing the need because you can always build the perfect building um but that takes it takes years to build anything in california Um, so so we're kind of about meeting the need now and hopefully as we meet the need it takes pressure off other areas of the market where people you know families and people more looking for a more permanent home maybe they don't have to compete with all of these young adults um anymore because they have a place to go that sounds wonderful. Um, so where is your next project? Are you planning on doing another one here in Bakersfield? Yeah, we love Bakersfield. Um, and there's definitely a lot of need. And we had a few landlords reach out saying, oh, that would be cool. Um, mm-hmm. Do that work at our property? So we're always looking 
but definitely within California. And as we grow, I'm sure there will be more places in Bakersfield. Okay. Is there, I don't know if you addressed this earlier or not, but is there a deposit? Oh, great question. Oh, no, no, we're very against security deposits. Wow. That's the other thing. Um, and it makes, I, I won't even say it makes sense. It's the way that it has been done where landlords ask for essentially people's life savings to move in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do not want to do that because having that savings makes you able to grow and save more money mm. rather than going in the opposite direction. Oh, well, that's really nice. I like yeah. that. That's Ooh. a, that's a really great philosophy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So James, what would you tell um, local residents that might be hesitant or nervous about a Brownstone shared housing site uh, that could be popping up in their neighborhood? Yeah, I'd say to keep an open mind and open dialogue as well. So our neighbors in Palo Alto have our phone number, and we've been operating for eight months there. And anytime, like if residents were making too much noise, they could text us anytime, and we would relay that to the residents and make clear that, you know, to respect everyone's sleep. And so it's it's not as if we just put a bunch of pods in a place and then just completely disappear. Right. There's always that open dialogue. And our goal is for it to be just as simple as um, keeping the existing home, not doing any sort of construction and not um, making it seem that different than any other rental. Fantastic. What, um, what area of town are, are you in right now? Yeah, we're in Oleander. Um, so okay, okay. pretty central location. Downtownish, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a that great seems to make location. Sense. Yeah. And, you know, to your comment about biking, I would imagine that, you know, a lot of the residents, if they don't already, that um, they might be getting a bicycle to, you know, mm-hmm. explore that area. You're close to the bike path, yep. et cetera. Mm-hmm. And Very cool. Yeah. I like that. What? And I'm just curious, too, James, what, what was your major at Stanford? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> My mom asked me that a few times. Too. <laughs> um, so I, I started off, uh, I took as long as possible to not declare a major, and mm-hmm. I took a lot of classes. And then I tried electrical engineering, but it was way too narrow to just mm-hmm. take those specific, especially those math classes. Um, so I kind of, by the end, I ended up, taking an interdisciplinary major that no one knows what it means, but I'll tell you, science, technology, and society. Um, okay. And it's essentially just a mix of computer science classes and humanities classes. So I got a sense of not just how to build things and how to do things, but also they explored why should we be doing this. Perfect for what you're doing now. That's exactly right? what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. What a great background for think- what you're doing. I think I have one more question. All right. Can we squeeze it in? I think we can. Are the pods snore-proof? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say these are what you see online and what you see in Palo Alto are kind of our version one. And then version two would be Bakersfield and with the nicer wood. Uh, and so we're getting there. <laughs> we're not there yet. But if I'd say Christina swears by um, earplugs. 
Ah, ah, perfect. Uh, noise canceling headphones if it gets really extreme. So you're the snorer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, James, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to be with us this morning. Um, it was mm-hmm. great hearing all about this innovative and affordable housing solution. Um, I know. I know. I speak for Adelaide when I say we wish you nothing but the success, mm-hmm. uh, continued success. And before we go, tell our listeners one more time how they can reach the Brownstone Shared Housing Company. Yeah, no problem. The best way is to go to our website, brownstone.live. That's brownstone.live. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We look forward to hearing your progress, and we'll look forward to having you back when you have your next one. Okay? All right. Sounds good. So as always, a heartfelt thanks to each of you for tuning in today and each and every week. Uh, Today, we've introduced you to the CEO and co-founder of Brownstone Shared Housing and filled you in on Bakersfield's latest affordable housing solution. I think it's a pretty innovative and creative response to the problem at hand. Um, You know, with rental rates skyrocketing, perhaps this is the answer for you or someone you know. In any case, we hope you found it informative and we broadened your knowledge about the local housing market. Be sure and tune in again next Saturday at 11 a.m. when we'll have another fun and exciting topic. I know Adelaide and I both look forward to visiting with you again then. Remember, if there are details of today's topic you'd like to revisit or you know someone who would enjoy this information and couldn't tune in this hour, you can catch our Encore presentation each Sunday morning at 8 a.m., here on KNZR, just before Sean Hannity. Or, if that doesn't work, you can hear this and previous shows wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Kern County Real Estate Review and listen to your heart's content. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, wishing you and yours a blessed day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. Hi, Lori McCarty reminding you to mark your calendars for the first Saturday of each month for our open house, open mic edition of the Kern County Real Estate Review. Tune in at 11 a.m. sharp to get your exclusive backstage pass to our newest open houses hitting the market for the first time that weekend. We'll provide behind-the-scenes tips and chat with my team on location as they bring you Kern County's newest homes. We'll also take your calls and answer your questions, all while sharing the latest in real estate news with local industry experts. So don't forget, be sure to tune in the first Saturday of every month for our open house open mic edition here on KNZR. The times we're living in are unparalleled and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming. But there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice. 
that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com.